This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to come before you and to hear your word. And Lord, I thank you that as we come before you, Lord, I thank you that our hearts are open to receive the word of God. And Father, I thank you that as the word of God goes in, Lord, I thank you that it's going to produce a hundredfold return in our bodies and in our lives. Lord, I just declare that no weapon formed against our time together will prosper. Lord, we come against every distraction and everything that would cause us to miss what you're trying to speak to us personally, Lord God. And Lord, I thank you that as the word comes forth, we, we grab a hold to it and we begin to apply it in our healing walk, Lord God. Father, we thank you for what you're about to do in our lives, what you've already done in our lives, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, before we get started, just want to take a minute and just really uh, remind you that we have several resources out there on the resource table. Um, in 2020, we're going to be doing something new with our recordings, and so um, we'll send an email out uh, tomorrow to, to inform you of what that new, uh, new and exciting uh, thing is what we're doing with recordings, and you know, we just look forward to what God's doing in the days ahead. So uh, if you have your Bible, let's hold them up. We're going to make a confession tonight. If you, if you don't have a Bible and you need one, please let us know. We have Bibles in the back that you can, can take. But it's important. How many of you know it's important for us to have a Bible that we can reference the Word of God? I always tell people, never take an individual's Word. Always make sure you have the Word of God so that you can compare what someone is saying to the truth that resides in the Word of God. Is that, does that make sense? And so we want to make sure that, that we're, we're, we understand what the Word of God says for us and what God wants for us in our lives. So let's hold them up. We're going to make this confession together. Say, this is my Bible. I know it's cold and rainy, guys. But, but, but let's, let's make sure, because, you know, I, and I, I, I harp on this because you realize that you're holding the most precious thing on this earth, the Word of God. The Bible says that this is God's very Word to us, His promises to us. And it is the thing that's going to lead us out of sickness and into the healing and the health that we need. And so I encourage you, this is where it starts. You've got to be bold in your faith, bold in your confession. And when we, when we make this confession, you, you've got to just let the enemy know, let that sickness know that this is my Bible. All right, let's try it again. Say, this is my Bible. It's God's word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me, and I love to read my Bible. Amen. You know, I, as I said, that's the starting point, guys. We've got to know that, you know what? Our situation is not hopeless. That God gave us everything that we need to come out of the situation that we're in today. You know, I like to tell people when I hear that they say, you know, I've been diagnosed with, diagnosed with this or I've been diagnosed with that. I like to tell people that that's temporary. Because the moment you get the Word of God on the inside of you, guess what? Your situation is going to change. It's not if, but when. It's going to change. Why? Because I am in a position in my walk with God where I am fully persuaded, fully convinced that what God says is true. And if He said it for one, He'll, say, he'll, he'll do it for you, and, and He'll do it for me in my life. And, and I believe that if we'll grab hold of the Word of God and begin applying it to every area of our life, we'll begin to see the promises of God flow in our life. You know, I was thinking uh, this past week, I have a dear friend who, who just uh, lost his lovely wife. And, and, and for me, you ever get mad at the enemy? I'm, I'm kind of in a feisty and mad, mad uh, uh, season right now because 
something similar to what happened to my mother happened uh, to my dear friend. Um, she was diagnosed with something, and instead of grab, gravitating to the Word of God, she went very quickly at a young age. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, guys, God has promised us long life. In fact, He says a satisfying life. And, and, and everyone in this room can have that long, satisfying life. But what we've got to do is we've got to grab on to the Word of God and do what it says to do. You know, I, I also like to remind people that there's nothing that's too difficult for God. Nothing. There's no place that you can be in that's too difficult for God to pull you out of. There's no place that's too dark that God can't bring you back from. There's no situation that's too far gone that He can't deliver you and heal you from. You know, it reminds me of a story of, of, of one of my dear friends of back when we were younger and we were helping our, our church move to a new location. And it was our responsibility to remove uh, my, our pastor's big desk from his office and put it on the moving truck. And you, you got to understand, back, back then, my wife will tell you, I, I was nothing but knees and elbows. I mean, I was just a stick, you know. And uh, my friend, my buddy, he's like 6'4". He's this former bodybuilder. And so, I mean, he's just this huge guy, 6'4", 300, you know, probably 2% body fat. And for whatever reason, they paired the two of us to, to carry this desk out of the, out of the church. And... You know, the funny thing is, is he's, he's big in stature, but he has the most humblest heart. He has the most sweetest spirit. And so I remember him looking at me and he said, all right, Derek, he goes, uh, we're going to lift this together. And on the count of three, we're going to lift it up. And I said, OK, I got you. He goes, one, two, three. And on three, all I remember was opening my eyes and the desk was like on top of me. I was on the ground and I was pinned from this big, heavy wooden desk. And Joseph, I mean, he has this compassionate heart, this loving heart. He looks down. He goes, oh, my gosh, D, are you okay?" And he leans over and he lifts this desk with two arms and then puts it over here and says, are you okay?" And all I remember thinking was, is if you could pick it up by yourself, why are you asking me to pick it up? And he goes, I'll be right back. And he picks his desk up, walks it out of the office and goes and puts it on the trunk. He had the strength that I didn't have. He was able to lift it up when I couldn't. Guys, it's the same way. We serve a God that can lift anything off of us and take it and remove it from our lives, remove it from our bodies, remove it from our situation. And we've got to allow him to do that. I think sometimes what happens is is we get in this fight and we think it's according to our strength. But it's not according to our strength. It's according to our faith, our faith in him and our faith in his strength. And tonight, what I, or, or over the next several times that I teach, what I want to do is focus in on Uh, the importance of faith, what faith is, how important it is, and how we apply it to every situation in our lives. And so tonight I want to start, I want to look at a couple of stories here as we get started. The first one's in Mark chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 25 through 34. So Mark 5, 25 to 34. And if you've been in healing class, you know I can never teach without telling the story of one of my favorite Bible characters, the woman with the issue of blood. Don't know her name, so for the sake of teaching, I'm going to call her Sheila. I made up a name for her. So Mark chapter 5, verses 25 through 34. It says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew, grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. 
And Jesus, immediately knowing himself in himself that the power had gone out of him, turned around and said, Who touched my clothes? Now his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done, done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. You see, stories like this, I think, are very important because we can see a couple of things. One, we can see God's faithfulness, God's goodness. The Bible tells us that she suffered with this condition for 12 years. In fact, it says not only did she suffer with this for 12 years, the doctors could do nothing for her. Not only that, it says she spent everything she had trying to get well. She did everything in her own, own power to get well, but nothing worked. And then it goes on and it says, but then she heard about Jesus. Man, that's powerful. You understand that when you get a revelation of who Jesus is, things change. You see, he's more than just a savior, guys. He's also a healer. You know, I've told this story many, many times. You know, a lot of times we, we, we come to God and, and we, we accept him as savior. And then that's that's it. That's where it stops. We know we're right with God. And at the end of our days, we will see him in heaven and all will be better. But guys, God wants you to receive all that he has for, for you in your life. He's more than just a savior. He wants you to receive him as a healer. He wants you to receive him as a provider. He wants you to receive him as, as your peace. He wants you to receive him in every way possible. My son and my daughters, they love Christmas. And, and I remember when my son, who's now 23, and sometimes he still does this, but who's now 23, when, when, on Christmas morning, when they would wake up and they'd run downstairs and, and, and go into the Christmas tree, my son wouldn't go into the Christmas tree and only open one gift. No, he would open his gifts, he would open his sister's gifts, and he'd open some of my gifts. Why? Because he wanted everything that belonged to him and, and more. And guys, that's how we have to be when it comes to our walk with God. God says, I am here to save you. But not only that, he says, I'm also here to heal you. I'm here to provide for you. He wants us to receive him in every way possible. And if we can get that revelation, these same situations or these same miracles can take place in our lives as well. It says she heard about him and, she, and, and it caused her to make a turn. When we hear about Jesus, it, it should cause us to make a turn. No, no longer are we operating in fear. No longer are we operating in, 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 in doubt and unbelief. No longer are we operating in, in hopelessness. When we hear about Jesus, truly hear about him, it should cause us to turn and to go after him, to go toward him, to get into the word of God, to be in healing class, to listen to healing, uh, healing messages, to do everything that we can to get the truth that's in the word of God on the inside of us. Why? Because when the word of God gets on the inside of us, it begins to change every situation. God's word never fails. In fact, the Bible says he sent his word to heal them. Sent his word to heal them. Now, maybe you're like uh, my children early on. Every time they got some kind of cut, they knew they needed Neosporin and a Band-Aid. Didn't matter how big the cut was. I remember one time my daughter, Ashley, she actually needed stitches. I mean, blood was gushing out. But she said, Mommy, I need some Neosporin and a Band-Aid. And we're like, no, baby, you need a little bit more than that. But in her head... That's all you needed was Neosporin and a Band-Aid. Why? Because in her mind, that's what made things get better. Guys, we've got to get to the point where we know that all we need is the Word of God. The diagnosis come, comes and all, you, all, you, all, all your response is, is all I need is the Word of God. 
to get his word on the inside of me, to get it working on, on the inside of me. And, and that's going to turn my situation around. Why? Because God's true to his word. If you get the word on the inside of you, it's going to bring healing into your life. It says, she said within herself, if I can get to Jesus, I will be made whole. She said that. What is your dialogue? What are you saying within yourself? Are you saying that, you know what, as I study the word of God, God's healing is working in me, turning the situation around? Are you saying, you know, I got the diagnosis, but as I meditate on God's word and get it on the inside of me, my healing is going to come forth and, and, and I'm going to overcome this and walk forth in healing and wholeness in, in the days ahead? What is that inner dialogue that's on the inside of you? We've got to make sure that we're speaking words of faith on the inside of us and, and building ourselves up using the truth that's in the Word of God. We want to get everything out of the Word of God. You hear a scripture about healing, guys, and you've got to be in meditating on that. You've got to get it in the inside of you until you can see yourself whole. When I say meditating, I mean going over and over and over and over and making it a part of your situation, your life. Uh, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's a scripture, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When I say meditating, I always use this weird um, e example. But, you know, when I first married my wife, I drove her crazy because I, I, I love steak. And when I would eat steak, it would embarrass her because I, I would chew it like a cow. And it was, pretty, it was pretty embarrassing when I think about it. But I would take the steak and I would cut it in small pieces. And then I'd take it and I'd put it in my mouth and then I'd start chewing. And then I'd stop. Then I'd move it to the other side of my mouth and I'd start chewing some more. Then I'd stop and I'd move it in the, to the other side of my mouth. And I did that like four or five times. And I remember Gia saying, will you swallow it already? <laughs> and I remember telling her, I said, sweetie, I want to get every bit of flavor out of this piece of meat that I can. And guys, when we're reading the Word of God, when we're talking about meditating, that's what God wants. He wants us to get everything out of His Scripture that we can. So if I'm believing God to grow in my faith in a certain area, and I read Romans 10, 17, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, I, and what I'm doing is I'm saying faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Oh, man, God, you know what? My faith is going to grow in this area. And, and as, it, as it grows, I'm going to get stronger and it's going to help me overcome this sickness that's in my body. And, and now what am I doing? I'm taking that scripture. I'm personalizing it. And now I'm saying, all right, when I, as, I, as I read the Bible and, and my faith grows, I'm going to get healing and I'm going to be made whole. And, and I'm taking this and, and now the scripture is becoming a part of me and, and, and I'm, I'm moving forward and, and the word is doing what it was intended to do in the first place. So we want to change that inner dialogue. We want to get the word of God on the inside of us so that it will cause us to change directions and go after him. Does that make sense? And so we want to get the word of God on the inside of us. The other thing that that I learned from this story is, is no matter how long you've been dealing with something, the moment you decide, make a decision to turn towards God is the moment your situation is going to turn around. All God needs for you is to make a change, make a shift, turn towards Him. It doesn't matter if it's the moment you get the diagnosis or it doesn't matter if you've been dealing with it for 12 years. The moment you turn towards Him and go after Him, you're now operating at an advantage. Go after God and watch what he begins to do. John, let's turn to John chapter 5. We're going to read verses 1 through 9. John 5, 1 through 9. 
It says, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water, and then whoever stepped in first after stirring up the water was made well of what, whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already had been in that condition for a long time, he said, said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the, the Sabbath. One of the things that we will establish as we go forward is, is faith is an action. Okay? Faith is an action. In order for us to truly be in faith, we've got to be actively doing something, meaning our words have to change. There has to be movement towards God. There's got to be a response to His Word, a response to God. We can't just sit on the sidelines and say, the medicine's not working. No. The starting point is, is God, I, I believe that you're at work within me right now, bringing about a healing and a cure. That, 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 that this sickness has an expiration date. That, that date is today. It's turning around for my good. What are you, what are you doing? Now your words have changed. Now, you, now you're speaking in line with the truth that's in God's Word. It says this guy was dealing with this for 30 years. His focus was on beating everyone else into the pool. But when Jesus arrived on the scene, Jesus was, don't worry about that. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Then rise up. And he had a decision to make. He could have said, well, Lord, I've been sitting here for 38 years. Lord, shouldn't I meet you in the pool? No. He stood up and he walked. Guys, I believe we're in a season where God's calling us to rise up. He wants us to rise up, to disregard everything else, grab a hold of His Word, and rise up. Faith is action. And if you don't know where to start, start by getting the Scriptures on the inside of you and speaking them out of your mouth. That's where it starts with all of us. You guys have heard me tell my story about when I was dealing with uh, pneumonia, having taught in this class for many, many years, and, and I'm dealing with pneumonia, and, and a nurse comes in, and he starts telling me, you need to put these socks on your feet. And I said, what are these socks for? He goes, oh, they're going to stimulate your legs, and they're going to, you know, make sure no blood clots form. And, you know, if a blood clot forms, you know, then it will travel up and get into your lungs and your heart. And then, you know, he goes, in fact, there was a guy your size, your height, your build. He was in here last week, and he had blood clots. They came up through his leg and in, into his lungs, into his heart, and he didn't make it out of here. And as soon as I heard that, I started going into fear, thinking, oh, my, I don't want to die. And I remember just the thought hit me. You're teaching healing class. What are you doing? <laughs> and once I recalibrated, once I got my thoughts back in the right place, I began to speak the Word of God out of my mouth. Why? Because it, it, it calls for action, guys. We are active participants in our healing walk. We don't do it in our strength. What we're doing is, is we're getting in agreement with God and with His Word. One last story I want to look at. It's in Acts chapter 3. Let's turn there real quick. 
Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. It says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms for those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And so he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all of the people saw him walking and praising God. I love that. It says, so he gave them his attention. It says, he was in this condition from birth. Most people would think when you've been suffering for a very long period of time, that's when you throw in the towel. That's when you try to figure out, you know what, I can, I can deal with this. Been de dealing with it for all these years. I can figure out, figure out how to manage my life through this. That's not what God wants for you guys. God wants you to walk and live and dwell in heal healing in wholeness. And so we've got to give our attention to God, give attention to His Word. And when that happens, God will lift us up and we'll walk forth in healing. In Luke 18, 27, it says, but He said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Matthew 19, 26 says, but Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men this is impossible, with God all things are possible. And then Jeremiah 32, 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? We've got to know that we serve a God, a God of the impossible, a God who can make mountains move, a God who can turn every situation around, a God who's willing to do that for you. The Bible said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's why I like reading these stories, because every time I read one of these stories, it shows me that I'm a candidate to have God move in my life in the exact same way. You understand that? God loves you just as much as he loves the woman with the issue of the blood. He loves you just as much as he loves the young man who was lame for all those years, 38 years, the Bible said. He loves you just as much as, 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 as the other man who was paralyzed at the gate. He loves you just as much and wants to do the same things in your life. God is still in the miracle working business. You understand that? God is still in the miracle working business for me. God is still in the miracle working business for you. Let's say that together. Say, God is still, God is still in the miracle working business, miracle working business. For, me. for me. Do you believe that? Yes. God will do the same thing for you and I that he did for these people. And the way we grow in our faith is by meditating on stories like this, getting stronger and stronger and stronger. You know, it's funny to me how kind of like, you know, Clayton Small always talks about how he doesn't like working out. I don't like working out either, but I've started working. I've been doing it for, since July, and I remember the first two months I did nothing but complain. Complain because I'm, I'm lifting weights, and, and I keep doing the same things, and I keep telling the, the trainer that I'm working with, you know, why do we keep doing this? You know, I don't know why we're doing this. I, I'm sore all the time. Why, why am I doing this? And then... Uh, 
I, re I realized this past Monday, we, we looked at kind of where I'm at now compared to where I was in July, and I'm stronger, I'm healthier, and the things that I was doing in July are, have come a lot easier. And when you're in the Word of God, reading the Word of God, meditating on God's Word, meditating on, he on His healing scriptures, you get stronger and stronger and stronger, and you'll find that some of the things you've dealt with in the past don't bother you anymore. You know, now when I get a headache, I don't go running to the medicine cabinet anymore. I speak over my body. When I get a cold, I don't freak out and start calling every urgent care or every doctor. No, I speak over my body. Why? Because I'm exercising my faith on a regular basis by getting into the Word of God. You know, when you come to church, church should be in addition to the time you're spending with the Lord. This God gave to you. This God gave to you to grow strong in faith so that you would overcome all of the challenges that life would bring your way. He tells us that many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many. So guys, we're going to have challenges. There's going to be some diagnosis. There's going to be some bad news. There's going to be some setbacks. But the scripture goes on, but I will deliver you from them all. That deliverance comes through the word of God. You understand that? We're not fighting this battle in our own strength. It's through him we gain a victory. And so we've got to make sure that the word of God is a priority in our lives. We have to have faith in God because he has or he can handle the big stuff. And, and here's something else that I, I think it's very important for us to establish. If we feel like our prayers aren't working, don't ever blame God because it's not God's fault. And, and it's not Jesus' fault. The Bible tells us Jesus never fails. Understand God doesn't change. He's the same before you pray. He's the same when you pray. And he's the same after you pray. Prayer doesn't change God. It changes our circumstances. He is always the same faithful to his word. I read a quote by Lillian B. Yeomans. Um, I thought was pretty interesting. She said, if I pray for any one thing or pray just one time for anything and I don't get it, I start changing. I start changing because if I pray and that prayer isn't answered, there will have to be a change on my part because God never changes, nor does he need to change. I know there can't be any changing on God's part because he never fails. So if there has to be any change, it has to be on my end of the line. I've got to make the adjustments. Guys, we've got to be willing to make the adjustments. Because sometimes we'll come to healing class and we'll say, yeah, I'm, I'm believing God. I, I, I have faith. But then we, we go and we're, we're allowing other people to speak into us. And then we start believing what they said as opposed to what the Word of God says. And we're operating in fear. But we put on a brave face when we're here at church. And, and so the, the adjustment that needs to be made would be, to shut that out, spend more time in the Word to grow in your faith, and that's the adjustment that's needed. The adjustment is never on God's part. So we've got to have the, 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 the heart or the willingness to really examine ourselves, examine our lives, and make those slight adjustments. When, when I was in that hospital bed and that young man began speaking fear and, and doubt and unbelief, and, and I was in tune with him, when he walked out of that room, I could have continued playing that same loop in my head, 
Or I could do what I did and say, no, 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 no. The truth says, God, you've given me the breath of life. And, and that when you created me, you breathed the breath of life into me. And so, Lord, I thank you that right now that you're breathing the breath of life into my left lung, causing this fluid to be dissolved and causing my lungs to grow stronger than they were before. And I began to just to say that and meditate on God's word. I made an adjustment. Does that make sense? So much so, when that young man came in, I had just come back from, um, they did uh, an x-ray or whatever they call it, and went down and they found out that my left lung was full of fluid. And they said, I had been there all day, and they said, Mr. Thompson, if this thing doesn't uh, change in the next hour, we're going to have to take this needle, and the needle was like that long, and drain it the old-fashioned way. And I remember saying out of my mouth, nope, the devil is a lie. That's not going to happen. You're not putting that thing in me. <laughs> and uh, she said, well, something's going to have to change. Well, I began to focus on the Word of God, declare the Word of God, and just refocus and make an adjustment in my situation. They took me down two hours later to take another x-ray, and when they went down there, all the fluid was gone. Now, what changed? The only thing that changed was is I shifted my focus from the pain, the words of the doctor, the words of the nurse, and I focused on the Word of God and began to stand in faith, believing God that this situ situation was going to turn around. I put action to my faith. Does that make sense? And God honored His Word. I'll never forget it. We were wheeling, she, they were wheeling me back upstairs, and she just briefly out of her mouth said, uh, Mr. Thompson, she goes, if, if you continue you know, healing this well, you can go home tonight. And all I heard was go home tonight. And uh, we got back in the room. And as soon as we got in the room, I jumped out of the chair and I started pulling stuff off. She goes, what are you doing? I said, you said I can go home tonight. She said, I said, if. I said, no, I'm good now. I'm going home tonight. And she kind of looked at the nurse and looked at me. And she goes, under one condition. I said, what's that? She goes, that you follow everything I say. I said, I'll follow everything you said, but I'm healed. I'm, I'm good tonight. And, and I went home that night. You know, and, I, and what I found out later, because I had a friend who was a nurse at that hospital, there were actually nine other cases that were happening that same night with pneumonia in that hospital, and several people didn't make it, and God was showing me that he was with me the entire time. You understand in your situation that God is with you right now? Yes. That we have to make a few adjustments to get our focus back on him? and get going in the direction of where he's headed. And if we'll do that, he'll turn our situation around. Nothing is too difficult for him. Hebrews 10, 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. Some translations say profession. Some translations say confession. You've got to make sure that what's coming out of your mouth is in line with the Word of God. And, and, and you know, my grandmother used to say, say something that I, I just tell my kids is, is the best wisdom that you can always remember. If you can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. Same thing goes for, for, for your walk with God. If you can't say anything that lines up with God's word, don't say anything at all. What comes out of our mouth needs to be like, be, Lord, I thank you that you're at work in me bringing about a healing and a cure. Lord, I thank you that this situation has an expiration date, and, and, and that date is today, and, and, and my healing is, is operating in me right now. This situation is turning around. Your, your words have to line up with the truth that's in God's word. You've got to hold fast to that and, and, and never, never give in.
As I said earlier, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Romans 4, 20, 21 says, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. And so we have to have faith, guys. Faith is important in this journey. In Hebrews eleven six, it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God wants you to come to him. He wants you to come to him. We talked about it earlier. It's not enough for us to believe that he is. We've also got to believe that he wants us to be healed. For some reason, some people think that they are not worthy of God's love. They are not worthy for God to, 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 to do things in their life. I had a conversation with someone today who um, felt like he, he, he let God down, let us, let us down, and I, I was just encouraging him, you, you, you haven't let God down. Grab a hold of his word and move forward in him and allow him to heal you from where you're at today. So what is faith, guys? What is faith? I love this scripture. It's one of my favorite scriptures. It's Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the people of old receive their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So what is faith? Faith is a now thing. Faith is present. When we say you need to be speaking in faith, you can't be hoping down the line. No, your words have to show that you believe that you are healed now. The Bible tells us that by the stripes of Jesus, you have been healed. So you don't have to fight, scrap, earn. Healing belongs to you. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. That word belong means a lot, right? I remember when, when uh, we bought our first home. You know, for a long time we had leased homes and, and finally we bought our first home. And I remember how things changed with my mindset. And my wife just chuckled and laughed at me. Uh, because one day I came home and, and, and there was a certain vacuum cleaner salesman who, who was in my house with my wife and wouldn't go. He was trying to sell my wife this vacuum cleaner and, and uh, she said he had been there for a couple of hours waiting for me to get home. And you know, I wasn't having it because it was my house that belonged to me. And so I got home and I politely asked him to leave. And because it was my house and it belonged to me, he had to go. Why? Because I had the deed. I had the title deed that said it belonged to me. Because it was mine. Guys, do you know that when Jesus went to the cross, he purchased healing for you? The healing belongs to you. And so sickness has to go. You don't have to entertain it. You can command it to go. God wants to see you whole and, and healed. This scripture goes on to say that by faith, the universe was created by the word of God. We've got to understand that faith and the word of God go hand in hand. If you're going to have faith, then you've got to have the word of God on the inside of you. 
And so you've got to build in your life some time to get in God's Word. And it has to be on a regular basis. It has to be something that's a daily discipline. Every day, everyone in here finds time to eat food, right? Every day we get up, we put clothes on. Every day we take showers. Every day we brush our teeth. And every day we need to be in the Word of God. We've got to be in the Word of God. It's got to be a daily discipline. And what you'll find is, is if you will do that, you will go stronger and stronger and stronger in faith. The way you speak about your situation will change, and you'll see movement towards God. But that's our part. That's what we have to do. Faith is present tense. I love, I was watching a, a program, and, and, and sometimes it's funny how I get there, but it, they were talking about how oxygen, when we breathe in oxygen, how it affects all the other parts of our body and how it, it's kind of, it, it, it's the life of the bloodstream and it goes in and how when we breathe in oxygen, it feeds the organs, it feeds the blood. And, and it's the same with the Word of God. When the Word of God goes in, it feeds our spirits. We grow stronger and stronger. Our thoughts begin to change. Our words begin to change. And, and, and we want to make sure that uh, we get the Word of God on the inside of us. So always remember, faith is present tense. If it's not now, then it's not faith. Faith is now. Hebrews 11 once said, now faith is. Faith is now. Hope is always future tense. We'll talk about this more in the days ahead. Hope points toward the future, but faith is now. Faith says, I'll receive it right now. I believe I have my petition right now. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you, believe, when you pray, believe. Believe that you have received them and you will have them. We, said, we read earlier where faith was an assurance. Uh, some translations say a confidence. Some say a conviction. So you've got to know that you know that you know that what God says belongs to you. And when you get there, your life will never be the same. Your situation will never be the same. The principles of faith are the same in any area, whether it be finances, healing, or whatever you're believing God for. We've just got to exercise that faith. I'll end it with this. You know, I've told a lot of stories about healing, but I think for me the, the, the most life-changing example of God's faithfulness for me was, you know, before we transitioned to the Houston area, we were in San Antonio. And when we were in San Antonio, we had gone through some rough patches, some challenges, and, and really had lost everything. And, and, and so we ended up in this bad place, bad side of town. And I remember it really affected my faith, my walk with God. And for months, I did nothing but murmur and complain, murmur and complain. And anybody in here believe that murmuring and complaining moves God? Because it didn't for me. But I murmured and complained about my situation over and over and over. And during that time, I was not reading the Word of God. And my situation grew worse. <laughs> I thank God that I had someone around me who always pointed me back to the Word of God. That's very important. Make sure you surround yourself with people who are pointing you back to the Word of God, pointing you back to God. If you don't have anyone like that, a great way to get that kind of encouragement is to come to healing class, is to come to church services. We will point you back to the Word of God. But I remember my, my wife saying, Derek, 
We've got to lean into the Lord, trust the Lord, believe God, have faith in God. And I remember I just one day just said, Lord, I got nothing, but I got you. And so, Lord, I'm going all in. And I remember we, we, we had everything had gone worse. And this was a day where in our refrigerator, all we had was some milk. We had three little kids. And I didn't know how we were going to feed the family. And I remember I sat the family down and I, I said, well, let's pray. And, and we began to pray. And I said, Lord, I thank you. Lord, in your word, you said that you are a provider. I don't know how you do that, but I know you're a good God. And I know even though I've been far away from you in my heart, even though I've been angry at you, I know that you're still the same. You're still the same God, that what matters to me matters to you. And I thank you, Lord, for your provision in my life. I thank you that you said you'd feed the hungry. And Lord, right about now, we're hungry. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. In Jesus' name, amen. My kids are still, they don't know what's going on. They're just, yeah. And so they run it off. And Gia just patted me on the back and said, God hears our hearts and he's going to bless us. And I remember not wanting to show my wife that I had tears in my eyes. So I said, I'm going to go check the mail. I opened the door, guys, and there was an envelope taped to our door that had money for groceries in there. No one knew what we were going through, but God did. And, and that was some 16 years ago. To this day, we still don't know where that came from. But it was from God. He provided where we had a need. Guys, if you will go to God in prayer and turn your heart back to Him and declare out of your mouth your trust for Him, God will begin to turn your situation around. From that day, that very day, God began to turn our situation around. God began to bless us financially on my job. I got another promotion. Then I got promoted to a job here in Houston. Then God promoted me several times here in Houston. God restored my uh, faith in uh, people. God healed me in healing class, in classroom 101. God restored some visions and dreams, and He's been faithful every step of the way. If you will turn your heart back to God, begin to stand in faith and trust Him, God, God will bless you and turn your life around. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank You for Your Word. We thank You, Lord God, that Your Word is true. Every Word of God proves true. So, Father, we thank You, Lord God, that as we get into agreement with Your Word, as we bring our hearts in line with your word, Father, we thank you that the tide of the battle is going to turn and that each and every person here, all of us, will walk healed and whole in our bodies, in our minds, and in every area of our lives. Lord, we thank you for you are good. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.